Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of Business Therapy, a show about helping real professionals solve real business problems. Every week, we invite a guest on the show to help guide them through the normal pains and setbacks of working through their career. Using a mindfulness-first approach, we help our guests find conscious solutions and help give them the tools to take on challenges that inevitably pop up during the ups and downs of business. I'm Sam Drawshack, and as always, I'm here with Jonathan Adams. Today on the show, we have Megan and Kim. Hi, everyone. Hi, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Why don't we start out by telling us a little bit more about yourselves, uh, your business, and how we can help you today. Yeah, so we're so excited to be here. Um, I'm Megan, this is Kim, and we are the founders of Crunchy Hydration. I'm actually drinking one right now. So it is a sparkling functional beverage that we started, honestly, perfect timing right before COVID. Um, You know, we all needed some stress relief. Um, But yeah, we've uh, known each other since middle school, went to middle school, high school, UVA together. And here we are, uh, you know, stumbling our way through entrepreneurship. (laughs) That's awesome. And what did you bring on the show? What is the thing that we can help you with today? We are excited to dive into the topic of and, um, you know, sparkling functional beverage. So we have three that have CBD in them and then three that do not have CBD. And we want to explore really just the general topic of CBD and the direction, the best path, if you will. Um, So our three non-CBD SKUs are in Whole Foods, uh, working on launching soon and a couple other chain stores. uh, And we have success with our CBD products, but not on a national chain store level right now because it's not approved. And so we've just, you guys know, it was the wild, wild west with CBD, a huge craze, a growing industry. And so it was amazing being able to offer our consumers CBD products, but with that, there were a lot of hurdles. Like when we first started, our website got shut down, our QuickBooks, um, payment processing is still difficult. Um, so yeah, we just kind of want to dive into CBD. Awesome. Before we get into the specifics of CBD, if I could uh, just ask uh, for you to share with the audience a little bit more about your journey. How did, what, what even gave you the idea to start the company and, uh, and uh, get into this area? Yeah, so after UVA, I moved out to Los Angeles and I was working for a global training company doing spearheading West Coast operations and sales and um, doing really well seemingly from the outside, but started to develop really bad anxiety and bouts of depression. And you could call it a you know classic millennial quarter life crisis, gave away everything I owned, moved to Thailand. And that's where I fell in love with all things crunchy. I would ride my little moped when I was, you know, going to the school to teach English and I would get a cold pressed juice, moved back to Virginia beach 2017 and started crunchy carrot, which is, that was our first beverage, uh, endeavor and working with local farmers, uh, making fresh juices. And then we were selling it to a brewery and we were actually able to use their production facility to experiment with a mindful beverage, um, that helps with stress and anxiety. And it was just a lot more scalable and that led to crunchy hydration. And that's when I came on board. So like Megan said, we've known each other since middle school, but we're kind of yin and yang. So it's the classic like team up scenario. Megan is very much 
the sales, the face, the energy behind the company. And then I have the chemical engineering background and more of the numbers behind the scenes, getting everything together. Um, but what really unites us is that we both have our own struggles with mental health and history with that. And so our vision behind and passion behind this product line is that it starts the conversation and it gives a simple first solution on anyone's mental health journey. Yo, Kim, what did you say yesterday? I go, you know, I just create fires in a good way. And, and I have Kim this little bucket of water and I follow behind her, like putting them out. <laughs> yin and yin. <laughs> but we're here to help and, you know, offer solutions to the consumers. And it's so much more than a beverage. Like our end goal is really a, a movement, like a crunchy movement, if you will. Some people, you know, even the grocery stores, they want to carry it, but they're like, what does this crunchy mean? And we're like, you'll know in about a year, you know, it's about mindfulness and living with intention. And every beverage has a different core value and set of herbs and nootropics and yoga poses that go with that to enhance the experience and breathing exercises to help you you know, I'm drinking the stabilize. So that's for your root chakra. You're going to feel more grounded. There's dandelion and licorice and um, yeah. And in your journey, you found, uh, the drinks, uh, or, you know, where you started that that was, uh, uh, that that was a helpful start or an easy start. I'm just, I'm trying to get a sense of the, the grounding areas, the, the drink. Um, and so that's, uh, so it started there for a specific reason as opposed to food or something, you know, Megan just loves beverages. Like you cannot walk, like step into her car without stepping on just a there's bunch like, of cans. There's like <laughs> <laughs> Anytime she is in a store anywhere, it's the market research of grabbing what's the newest beverage on the shelf. Um, yeah, so that's where beverage started it's just her love for it. Yep. <laughs> love beverages. And the fact that that was such a problem that 70% of Americans are chronically dehydrated and okay. going to some of my favorite stores and thinking I'm getting a healthy beverage. It says healthy and acai sparkling beverage. It has, you know, what is it? The average, the average drink has 37 grams of sugar, which is 125% of your daily recommended value in a single serving of a beverage. Oh, very efficient. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My, my wife goes on and on about this piece all the time because there's about two grams of sh a sugar in a sugar packet. So it's like putting 15 to you know 16 sugar packets in, in one of those is kind of the equivalent is what I'm always told. Yeah. yeah. A lot okay. that way. And I'm an example of what happens if you don't, if you're not careful. I just had one of those gut tests uh, where they check for your, all your antibodies, you know, that you've developed over time. So have, have some work ahead of my, myself. Uh, I've been mindful for a while, but not always. So, uh, yeah, very timely for me. You don't even think about it when you're just grabbing a beverage, you're thirsty and a majority of the offerings out there have calories and sugar and added sugars and fake sweeteners, even if it says healthy. So a lot of, it's just about for us trying to offer a on the go, easy solution that is simple and helps you feel better. Yeah. Vitamin water. I mean, what could be bad, right? <laughs> yeah. The brand. <laughs> we'll definitely jump into the CBD conversation more uh, concisely in a moment, but I do think this is important, especially for the kind of company you guys have. And I want to focus in 
kind of in the line of questioning that we're in on the crunchy part for a moment, because I know there's so much packed into some of the new age terminology in terms of what you're trying to represent. So I think if we could maybe just spend another minute or two on, on your intention behind the crunchy term and what that means to you, um, it, I think it'd be time well spent. So why don't you give us a few thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, originally with the crunchy carrot, we'll just share this because it's kind of funny. It, it started because I had no money coming back from traveling, not a great juicer. It was literally crunchy. There was a lot of pulp in there. One of the blends, I was like smashing up um, almonds. almonds and putting that in there. And so it started, you know, actually my little brother came up with that and um, it just stuck. And then it became this community that supported us through the farmer's market and the farm to table cafe where we were. And they just, everything became crunchy. They're like, how's, how is our crunchy girl? Like what's, I want to get crunchy. And so it just was this natural evolution into the movement that I, I guess was always the intention, but it was just so supported by the community. It became this path where we're like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And even on the, the water side, um, you know, despite starting October of 2019 and entering into a pandemic and having all of our retailers kind of shut down and gyms and yoga studios, um, we just decided to give back to the community and we did giveaways every day. And even though it was seemingly a terrible time to be starting a business, it was just so blessed. Um, Especially with one of our SKUs being called calm. It's a calming water. It's meant to bring relief. And so our, our kind of slogan for those giveaways was uh, keep calm and get crunchy, like the classic British dog saying. And yeah, we just did giveaways every single day. And from that, I feel like the company was just really blessed. And it, again, the organic movement continued and we got a ton of followers on Instagram and we were just able to spread that message without being able to um, get crunchy in person because, you know, we were all in our homes. Um, but that time also, so originally the packaging was very different. Um, we had four blends, we had a calm and an energize. And then we had those same blends that we added CBD to, cause we're in a military town. So we wanted to have, you know, non CBD offerings. And then COVID we slowed down. Kim read a million books on the chakras and that gave us time to, you know, redo our logo and put, a different set of adaptogens per um, skew based on the chakras. So then in terms of that new age vocabulary, yeah. an adaptogen is just any herb that brings your mind and mental state to homeostasis, to equilibrium. So it kind of, these herbs act in each person in a different way just to bring them to a neutral level. So we could drink the same beverage, but have a different response based on our needs, which is just adaptogenic herbs are amazing. Great. So I think then the, the CBD, the question of CBD, so we've gotten a good sense of your mission. And I think that's always a really important starting point. Um, but with the CBD, talk to us about how the CBD is, is integral with your mission more so than anything else. Because before we really talk into what are the strategy behind some of the CBD decisions that you guys are facing and the real problems in that arena, I guess, talk to us about how a CBD, and especially since there's a lot of volatility around the the market of it and the I know the regulatory aspects are kind of in the wild west right now. So talk to us about how that really came into the picture and how you think it supports the, the country hydration mission and where you are with it, you know, at that level. Yeah, I think the timing of it being approved for food and beverage was just 
perfect for when we were launching things. So while we didn't start sales and bring to the consumer until October 2019, a lot of that was based on our payment gateway and high risk of being a CBD product issues. But in July of 2019 was when it was allowed to be added to food and beverage in the state of Virginia. Um, and so the timing and it being a mental health focused brand and product just felt perfect to bring in CBD and make it, you know, a conversation of here's this brand that I trust and love and they're using CBD because it helps their mental health and what can it do for me? It kind of brings it to, again, a simple solution where it's on the go and grabbable and you're not having to use like an eyedropper bottle and, you know, it makes it more accessible. And it was a, yeah, a simple way to educate the consumers on what I feel like it was just nobody really understood what is CBD, what's full spectrum, what's broad spectrum. When we first started, most beverages were using isolate and we decided to go the route of using full spectrum because you're getting an array of cannabinoids and it's the most diverse, um, you know, closest to the actual source that you could have. Um, and that's how it's most effective. Yeah. And, and giving you the best relief. And in the beverage form, it's different than, you know, topical, you're going to feel some relief, maybe for sore muscles or joints. Um, if you're taking a tincture full, that's going to be a higher concentration, you might feel tired, it that could be a a scarier approach for some people who aren't ready to enter into the CBD world. They're like, oh, that's too much. Um, in the beverage, it's just 15 milligrams. It kind of acts like a jellyfish on your neuroreceptors and just sits there and it tells your, you know, your brain, everything's okay in a very mild form. And was CBD part of the original journey uh, in terms of what works or was the timing of it coming out? It was not like the FDA approval. Kim will tell you, um, the first blend, it was a calm and an energize with adaptogens for calming and then adaptogens for energizing. We had a raspberry and a blue raspberry. And then Kim came on board. We fixed the formulations and the flavors. And then we decided to add CBD really just because of the approval and the fact that it was a perfect um, you know, pairing with our beverages. Got it. Because what we're the the line of questioning that, that we're we're having is anytime anyone asks about a pivot in their business or a major decision, you always need to look back to what gave the business energy to start and what was the mission, because the pivot could end up becoming more consuming than the mission. So, like especially if you think of CBD, that could be you know, could, you could spend all your time addressing the issues associated with that, which could be good or bad. You know, it's 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 a, it's neutral. Um, depending on how integral it is, it is to your mission, because if it's chasing how to make the, the beverage more successful, you can get lost in that cycle. But if it's to give the crunchy, uh, um, uh, environment or benefits to people, then that will have a much, you're much more likely in any activity that you do to support that be successful, or at least have the energy to sustain it. So I'll pause there if that, if just if that makes sense in terms of like where our questioning is going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, oh, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> I was going to say then, then along those lines with the CBD, now I, I would like you guys to give us a little bit more about the, 
what is the actual problem? Because you said, you know, the CBD is the thing we want to discuss. And I know you're, you're reaching some hurdles on scaling the CBD products on a national scale. So I guess uh, tell us a little bit now more about now that we know about your mission. And like Jonathan said, kind of your general alignment, where's the CBD anxiety? Where is that kind of giving you sticking points? I guess it's almost, it's less of a thing about focus because everything is in place. It's not taking away from our intention or motivation, but the question would be kind of at what point do is the market value there? So we we're going to be scaling through the non-CBD flavors through national distribution, through national chain stores. We still want to have these CBD offerings, but is it worthwhile from a business perspective to be scaling half of our product lines while keeping half of our product lines kind of held back by these regulations? So the 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 answer there is on some level because we you don't know for sure exactly how CBD will play out, and because you don't know for sure what hurdles are coming up because as, as I mean, if riding the wave, you see how arbitrary some of the decisions are, how confusing it is, you know, it's allowed, but it's not allowed or, you know, then the, all the state regulations, et cetera. That's why we're honing in so strongly on the centrality of it to your mission, because you don't, we, we can give you some filters or pros and cons to, you know, to consider, and we will get to that. But the, the harder one is in any unknown, why are you doing it? You know, like, what's the fight? And so the fight is, if it's to support the crunchy, you know, element, you're more likely to be successful than if it's because it's something that will help the company maybe grow more or something like that. Like you want to grow your mission. And mm -hmm. as an extension of that, the company grows. But if you grow, if you're chasing whatever is, uh, um, uh, whatever seems like it, it can help grow revenue alone, especially in an unknown, you don't know how it will play out. And so you don't know the value of that activity, but it's never a wasteful activity to get the crunchy, you know, uh, uh, thinking out to people. So I don't know like, if this distinction is, um, is resonating at all, but it's, it's a really important one because we get a lot of questions from startups or from established companies on pivoting. And you, it's really important to know that distinction of why you're doing it. So I don't know yeah. if there's any reflection there. Well, it was, I don't know how many conversations back and forth when we did the rebrand um, last year or a year and a half ago, you know, we, we decided, okay, do we do all seven SKUs without CBD? And then we have all seven SKUs with CBD. So then we can have, you know, seven of our SKUs in every chain store. And then we'll be able to offer all the CBD ones and all the CBD stores. We're like, there's no way we can manage production of 14 SKUs. So we ended up, you know, figuring out which chakras they align best with and, you know, decided half and half. Um, so it has been a debate for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we you truly, I mean, I take, not only do I drink, two to three crunchies a day, but I'm taking a tincture of um, CBD every single night. And so I, it definitely aligns with our mission. There's no world in which we're not going to promote CBD. Um, we're actually working on a formulation of our crunchy CBD tincture. So it'll be a more concentrated blend that they can put under their tongue or put into their beverage if they want more. So does that help? 
You very yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say, well, let me take a slightly different tack. Why do you guys want to scale right now? So besides the fact that scaling is like a thing that businesses do, like what is your intention behind the scaling and the, and the growth plans? To get crunchy in front of as many people as possible. That way the crunchy conversation starts. So our goal through all of this is the crunchy community aspect of Hey, why, what is that beverage you're drinking? It's a calming beverage. It has aloe vera and chamomile. So it helps me to relax. What do you need today? What crunchy would you be grabbing? And it kind of just starts that conversation, even by the names of the drinks alone of how are you today and what do you need? Mm -hmm. So how integral, I guess, is the idea that all seven chakras be addressed at that level of scale, because it sounds like a lot of the tension is you guys want to start exploding and kind of getting exposure and getting out there, but it would have to, you know, naturally truncate your line, especially if the CBD can't be everywhere with that push. So I guess how critical is the entire line being available at scale to your mission of, or to your current intention of growing that exposure? Ooh, like a thought. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> especially with you know, the, the prevalence of social media and everything, even if you're going into a store and you find this new product, only three of the lines are available. They're going to go to your website. They're going to go to your Instagram. They're going to click on their phone to see what it's about. So technically, even if only three SKUs are in a store, they're going to see the portfolio once they interact with it online. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, and because in that, and that's where, you know, lining our intentions and like Jonathan was kind of saying too, this is where, especially with this product, I feel comfortable using the terminology, staying present with your business decisions. It's a very powerful thing. And especially presence when you have external factors that impact the company, especially regulation and that you will never be able to control. I would always advise, especially, and for the rest of this conversation, presence in this sense from a business standpoint is not trying to forecast things that you, can, you can't possibly control. So bringing our minds to the right now in terms of what do we know about CBD in the moment, and then basically writing off any sort of decisions that would be based on information you can't possibly have is going to calm your mind and it's gonna simplify the decision-making process around this particular issue. So we kind of know that where you're at now is it's restrictive. Well, in some ways you could say it's now you know, less restrictive than it's ever been in the past, but in a lot of ways for what you're contemplating, you are restricted, but that's just how it, that's just how it is right now. And there's no reason to think about it beyond that. So to your point, if you have, if your goal, if your major goal right now is exposure and really scaling the idea that you can get out there and you can start communicating and touching more people, it would seem that the impact of not being able to do it with all of your products is minimal. Um, and it's not something you can control right now is what it sounds like. True. And it's, you know, since we have the split of the two different types of products, we have the products that get to the masses that then help us with reaching more education with the CBD once people are interacting with the brand. Yeah, I mean, it sounds and, and this is just me reflecting back what I'm hearing from you guys. The CBD aspect is very important because it is something that's now accessible and you guys can use it to support your mission of mental health and support a lot of the really awesome activities that you're doing. 
But like you said, it's really this tension seems like it's from, do we keep the family, let's say, of drinks together and everything that they do? And it doesn't sound like that's that's necessary. You know, sometimes if the bro- some of the brothers and sisters have to go and do missionary work for a few years to kind of <laughs> spread the word. And, and, you know, your CBD folks are kind of staying in certain avenues. That seems like uh, it wouldn't be that big of a deal for some of the things you guys are expressing you want to do with the company. So I guess, you know, that I'm reflecting back at you. So maybe dig in a little bit more to where is the tension um, or maybe I might be not understanding the whole story there. No, I think it's just the uh, perfectionist side for both of us. We love how they all look lined up and, you know, we want to have them in every store, but you're so right. I mean, to have three SKUs, maybe four with a seasonal one offered at every Whole Foods and every Paris Teeter and Kroger and Sprouts, that to me is incredible. Like Mm -hmm. six might be overwhelming for the consumers like that to you're right. Like it's, it's only an issue if I continue to make it an issue. <laughs> and, and you even said uh, you're doing well with it. Like uh, yep. not going national right now, you're doing well. So mm-hmm. you're in a good position with it. It's, it's, it's just, you know, you're, you're questioning do more with it. And the, the reason I kept, you know, honing in on the, just the CBD or, you know, Sam also is uh, would you be willing to lose the company over it essentially? Because like, if the mission is crunchy and CBD is a part of it, then it allows you to carry forward whatever aspects of the company enable you to get the the message out without Mm -hmm. that having to go in line with it. So, and you wouldn't want a scenario where all your energy is with one part and then you can't do the rest. And it sounds like you don't even have to. It doesn't, it sounds like you're not being forced into a decision right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not. (laughs) And we saw that a lot of the other CBD players in the game, you know, Recess and Cloudwater, they started out purely as CBD and have now expanded into having non-CBD offerings or immunity um, boost blends. And so they're going down the same path of having scaling at two different levels, a grocery store and then continuing what they're doing with their CBD and their mission. But splitting up, you know, mm-hmm. how they approach it. And they've also had struggles with once they, because they start with CBD, even their non-CBD offerings, they have to be very clear to mm-hmm. everyone to whom they're selling, what has, what doesn't, et cetera. So mm-hmm. like there's, there's a cost of it, you know, just by making that decision. So keeping everything in one family also becomes challenging because Mm-hmm. And nobody knows the distinction between the two. And clearly, from a regulatory perspective, a lot of people are concerned about it. So it'd yeah. be another reason to distinguish. And I would I would add into the mix too. Well, first of all, let me say I understand the OCD nature, because I have the same thing in me of, you know, I've got a lineup of seven chakra. You know, it, it would be hard for me personally to go, here's three of the seven chakras. <laughs> The others are kind of like out there somewhere, you know, the, the desire to keep it together and keep that cohesion. I could understand that being very strong, but I also think the tension that that brings with some of the limitations that the market is imposing on you, at least my perspective on mental health is when you start to experience that as a company, start sharing it with your community and being more open to having that conversation, which is we want to get this out to you guys. This is not perhaps the way we wanted to get out to you because we want you to know, you know, this is a product that a lot of thinking went into harmonizing it and making it comprehensive. But in order to reach out to more people and get you into the conversation, 
this is what we're doing and this is why. And a lot of times too, that even conversation can lead to more awareness of the CBD regulatory conversations going on in the marketplace or what's going on around that. But I always think it's always better to share and be transparent, especially you guys are such a community-based brand on what you're, what you're struggling with. With We want to put this out to you, um, but this might not be our full product or our full intention, but that's okay because the intention, the mission is to get to as many people as, as possible and to help people and to bring them into your community. I also think there's an opportunity here to really highlight some of that tension with with your community and say you know this is where we're at with it and this is an evolving conversation but letting go of the idea that you know you have to make a decision against against the things that you can't control yeah yeah and that's a great point involving that we're so community-based and we actually really haven't put it out there much to the community via social media etc asking you know them to join the conversation about cbd or even just asking their advice like hey Crunchy friends in, you know, DC area, we just launched in these new Whole Foods. You can find these three blends there. Um, you know, here's, if you want the other ones, here's how you order. Where would you like to see Crunchy where it's not Whole food, And just invite them into the conversation. What are your thoughts on CBD? Yeah. And I think that's such a, when you guys are in the throes of a company, and it's not just for your company, this is advice that, you know, we give a lot of people. And sometimes it's just a gentle reminder that, we're all sort of new age companies in the sense that we're communities. We're connected in a way we've never been before. And the conversation doesn't have to be in a closed room just between the two of you or your, or your, you know, the closest people in your company. You and your community are the company. And that's really the power of, of sort of a conscious community and a conscious business, which is you don't have to bear the burden of all those decisions, those tougher decisions on your shoulders, how the brand plays, how the brand evolves how the products evolve. That's something that you don't have to make a sole decision and then hope it works or worry about challenging your own integrity. It's something you can do with your community, especially for you guys. We built such a strong community conversation. Um, so I always think it's a, it's a good reminder that, yeah, don't ever feel like you're alone when, when you're worried about how your brand will be received because the customer is the ultimate receiver of the brand. You can just ask them directly. Yeah, this is a side note, funny story, but one week, remember that week with the CBD, they were, we were doubling production and our local CBD supplier, there was an issue and he couldn't keep up and it was going to be delayed with the CBD. There was just so many hurdles around the CBD and my roommate, she was like, man, isn't CBD supposed to help with stress? Like this CBD is really stressing you out. And so anyways, I just still giggle about that. So CBD causing stress. I just need to let it go and follow the path it's created. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, and that's one more thing too, in terms of your tactical advice about the CBD situation, because like I said, part of being present and recognizing you can't control regulatory entities, you can't control a lot of the external controls, following the path of least resistance for a business is a very uh, evolutionary and conscious style, which is, you know, you've got a business decision to make. The path of least resistance is if you start to feel, you know, that tension, see where the business wants to go and just kind of follow it. It might not be where you thought it should go or where the intention was, but for instance, this tension between wanting to scale and wanting to keep a cohesive uh, brand image or entity together, let's say is the root tension. You know, you're sitting at a crossroad and you can take a moment and take a breath and think, what's more important to me, scaling and reaching more people or keeping this together? And just feel what feels less resistant to you and follow it because you're always can turn back. Like pivots can go one way or another, but being paralyzed by thinking about it and in action is what's going to slow down the company. 
And that's why you can also just test, like that's the fun thing about companies. They can also go in multiple directions at one time, right? So you can test it in certain markets. You can not, you can, <laughs> you know, you can do. But the biggest thing is when you have this tension come up, instead of really sitting on it, I would always advise, think about what feels the easiest path from there. And sometimes the easy way out is not the wrong way. The easy way forward is kind of the direction where you're not being blocked and you may unlock energy and keep that flow so that the business keeps getting, keep that momentum going. I think that's, that's, that's a, a general principle you can use to think about, well, when I run into these tensions, how do I navigate one way or the other? Definitely. And we even saw that on, you know, my original business plan, we're going to be in, it was focused on yoga studios and wellness centers. And that was not the path I took. I mean, we had so many restaurants and coffee shops, and that's a majority of our local retailers and they do so well there and the community there needed it and wanted it. And that was the demand. And so even though that wasn't what was written in my business plan, I'm like, this is the way we're going to go. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing too, where you know, you talked about this energy, I could feel your energy behind having more SKUs than you have. So that one, follow it. If you don't want more SKUs because you think it would challenge the business model or make you let, like enjoy it less or give you less energy, then follow that instinct. Even if in the moment you may use your head and think, well, this could hurt the business if we don't like expand or have non-CBD and CBD SKUs. If you don't want 14 SKUs, then don't have 14 SKUs. You know, this is exactly, and that's and that's good. <laughs> and following those instincts is really good, especially you guys seem to have a lot of energy coming from your community and a lot of business success moving you forward. Don't let that get, I guess, kind of corrupted by thinking about what's the right thing to do or what you should be doing or how you should scale or you know that's that's kind of a lot of what Jonathan and I bring to the table, which is this conscious decision making is. You don't need to understand the impact or compare the impact of a decision against the handbook, right? Or the what you should be doing compared to other scaling businesses in the marketplace that are comparable. It's really for you guys to remain impassioned about what you're doing is to kind of always step forward and step forward in the way that feels right for you. And I think that's going to help shape the company, but also keep things fresh over time. Yeah, I think just as we've been going through these different kind of plans of thought, something that's just occurred to me too, is our conversation started with CBD versus non-CBD. And then thinking through the fact that we're in coffee shops, coffee shops aren't buying seven SKUs, they're buying our Energize and our Elevate, the two that have caffeine in them. And we're okay with that. That's a great fit for the coffee shop. So I don't know why we're so hung up on (laughs) CBD versus non-CBD in these chain stores. (laughs) And, you know, it goes back to, yeah, maybe how you think you should do it or what business 101 teaches you. And we've taken such a different approach from the start. Like we've always just taken this unique, weird, crunchy approach where have you ever seen a beverage that has literally a different set of adaptogens, a different core value, a different, like this one's going to make you feel grounded. We have a natural energy. We also have a calming one. We have one that if you drink three, you're going to take a really great nap. And so that is that was tough at first. Like Mm -hmm. it was both our strength and our weakness of we're, we're going down this path because this is what we believe in. And we want there to be a crunchy for every need throughout the day, but we don't fit into this model of most successful beverage companies that you see have one focus. Like we are take a recess or we are bang energy. You're going to have energy. Um, or we are an alpheanine and that's like, what's in every 
can, there's nothing quite like crunchy, which has Mm -hmm. been good, but it's also been tough at first. Makes the pitch longer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but like you said, the, and it sounds like even in this conversation, I can feel your energy shifting around what you considered when you came onto the show as a problem or attention and just some simple, you know, remembering about some of the concepts that brought the company to life. It kind of resolves the way. I mean, I don't even feel like Jonathan and I had to really do much. I can feel your energy kind of resolving, which is focusing we on. Just needed your therapy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good. Yeah. Because you guys have the foundation, especially with the, the crunchy mentality, because crunchy to me and even listening to the energy that you guys are bringing forward there's this scrappiness to it and the, and, but, but also a be below that, which is a lot of what the new age movement is, at least to me and what consciousness and mindfulness is, is this sort of iterative, adaptable, evolutionary quality. Mm-hmm. And those qualities don't need to fit molds. They don't need to, like you said, fit the stereotypes of what a good business should be or what a strong business scaling or growth strategy should look like. That stuff doesn't really uh, have any play with an evolutionary company, because you guys are just filling the space that's presented to you. You're having the conversations, you're filling the opportunity. And it sounds like you have that mentality in everything you do, but sometimes it's very easy, especially if you guys find success to get lost in comparing yourself to what is conventional views of success. But like you said, the CBD, non-CBD thing, it really, in the, in the grand scheme of what you guys are doing and what you're accomplishing, it does seem like a trivial thing, right? In the sense that you can, if as long as you're moving out there and you're continuing to grow and bring more energy into the company, you're fulfilling what the company wants to do. And it sounds like what you two want to do. So it's just really for you to not get hung up on certain things that you find to be sticking points and just keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, when we say it out loud like that, don't <laughs> we're problem on, solved. We're on the right path. It works. People, <laughs> business therapy works. Yeah. It's just definitely hard sometimes to not get in your head when you don't fit into, you know, the typical mold or when you're being presented with questions from outside sources of why don't you simplify or why don't you look more like this or why don't you do this it would make your lives easier well we don't want to make our lives easier we want to make our lives whole and complete through a product line that's whole and complete how do you engage now with uh with social media like what do you use it for like a lot for, of consumer the, education for the most part. Like we post about the different beverages and what they do for you, what the ingredients are doing, kind of trying to show them in context. Um, a lot of, yeah, explaining of the ingredients, a lot of yoga, um, different breathing exercises. It's, it's kind of a, a holistic, crunchy platform. Because I'm, I'm reflecting on what Sam said about just taking that conversation to to your audience. There's a credibility that comes across when you know during this conversation that uh, I assume comes through in your uh, in, in your social media. But if you could have a lot of the benefit of uh, showing your audience or your, your base that uh, you're getting you want to be on the front line of CBD and you know it is something that you're, you're doing without having to take on all the challenges of it immediately, you know? So it, it, it's definitely enhanceful, you know, even in the conversation now. So I could imagine it being so uh, in, in getting out that conversation uh, in, in your other channels. Oh, we're definitely going to get off this and then go brainstorm how we can <laughs> engage the community with DVD. Or yeah. just ask that we really, more, it's more about sharing right now, but it should be a conversation and, asking them questions and getting their input. Yeah. 
Yeah. And a lot of it is just, you guys, you come off as really authentic. And like you said, it's harder to maintain your authenticity when people are challenging you against, you know, traditional benchmarks. But, but I think the whole conversation, it's really energizing for, for us and for me personally, because I love it when business owners are out there being authentic and you guys are putting out a really fantastic product that's not only, you know, nourishing for the body, but also for the intellect. And you're helping expand people's understanding of things that are not really that, that part of the, the, you know, the overworld or the common conversation right now, which I think is extremely critical. But like a lot of things in the new age space, when you let traditional views of commercialization start to impact the way you think or bog you down, it's going to change the nature of what you're building. And it's something that I think a lot of companies in this space struggle with. So it's, it's always a good reminder to, to know that those benchmarks don't really, there are no benchmarks for you and what you're trying to do. So if you're looking and you're letting people question you and what's come before, in it, that in itself is lacking presence right now in a time where being present as a company and kind of feeling into what's right for you right now and what's right for the business is so critical. And like I said, you know, just, just be w- aware of that as you move forward, because it's going to be so important to maintain your identity, to not be too distracted by the past or the future. Yeah, we definitely believe in like, when you hear things from multiple medias or multiple platforms or in multiple forms that it's it's that path of least resistance and that word authentic has come up quite a few times in just the past two days so you're you're part of our sign right now yeah we typically hear things in pairings of three and we're like okay yes you're right we're sticking with our authentic selves and our mission and why we started it and just getting back to the basics of it is working the path we've chosen is working and the community is supporting it and, and being supported by it. Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of cycle process. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, I think the biggest part of coming on to business therapy today is really to say, compared to maybe some other perspectives you get, it's I'm 100% endorsing the way you've been growing and the way you're thinking about it. And I think that's, you know, a lot of times that can be just what you need to hear sometimes when you're feeling challenged, which is that, like you said, the obstacles or the barriers that you can't control they just exist in the environment. Even to call them barriers or obstacles can kind of paint them with sort of a negative negativity. That's not necessary. It's just the reality you're in. If the company has to pivot or shift around them or flow beyond them, that is the company. And I think your, your audience will understand that. And you guys, I think, very much understand that. So where you end up, it's just as long as you keep flowing forward and you keep flowing with that sort of vitality, you're going to continue to have success, I'm sure of it. So, you know, the challenges of the moment are, are really not challenges at all from some perspective. I like that flow beyond them. That's good. Yeah, well, it's only not to be a dam to you that you're going to start to feel that tension build up. And then you're going to start having like, it's going to start slowing business momentum, which, you know, I want to see this crunchy brand now keep flowing, you know, forward because I think it's an awesome product for sure. Thank you. You guys should be receiving it soon. So uh, give a little shout out on what you think about the feedback. Oh, we're super excited. Yeah. And uh, I'll get I'll get a bunch of goofy pictures of me drinking them that who knows if you <laughs> want to use them or something, but I'll, I'll have fun. With I'll be excited. <laughs> I mean, you're in kind of a crunchy community right now, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. I'd say so. I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a loner. I'm in a bit of a isolated stage right now, but I am part of the RV community for sure. So I'm, I'm a traveling vagabond. I don't know if I've ever said that out loud on the show. Yes, <laughs> I'm a traveling vagabond. I love that it. is your authentic self. 
Yeah, I'm 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 in my RV spaceship where I'm doing the podcast from. <laughs> I love it. Well, so how do you guys let's let's uh let's touch on a little bit of summary right now. How are you guys feeling after the session? And do you have any other burning questions for Jonathan and I as we start to wrap up? I think just so many thoughts and like just feeling encouraged too about yeah. like so much to think about, but in the positive way of okay, we we do have momentum and it is a forward momentum and where are we going to go with it? Yeah, I feel kind of a sense of relief. I feel good, kind of like I just finished a nice therapy session <laughs> and I feel inspired in the sense of, yeah, just thinking of more social media and engaging the community and kind of like, ooh, like how, what are we going to... What are we going to ask the community? What kind of conversation are we going to start? Let's do a poll. I don't know. I feel what do excited. they think it means to get yeah. crunchy? <laughs> yeah, I have so many thoughts about that. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you both so much for coming on and having an authentic conversation with us. We've really appreciated it. And for those of you listening, um, if anyone has anything they want to bring onto the show, we'd love to see your comments. And if you want to be a guest, we'd love to have you. So please connect with us. But other than that, it's been a great conversation. Thank you both. And we'll talk to everyone next week.